0: Welcome to the In Plain Sight podcast, a project of CityCare, an Oklahoma City-based nonprofit that inspires those willing to look social injustice and extreme poverty in the face and empowers them to do whatever it takes to create change. It is our goal to inspire you to care well for your city by bringing to light stories and issues lost in plain sight, hiding in the margins of our communities. You belong here because each of us has a role to play in the collective well being of our friends and neighbors. We are activists for the overlooked and we are so glad you're here. Welcome back to In Plain Sight. I'm your host, Jenna. Now, before we get into today's episode, I want to give a shout out to Ben Freeman. Not only did he create our incredible intro and exit music for the show, he also helped me take what had unfortunately turned out to be a poor quality recording and turn it into a pretty decent podcast episode. I'm so grateful to Ben for teaching me the ways of EQ to help eliminate unexpected pesky background noise and splitting recordings at the playheads and all things audio engineering. Thank you, Ben. I'm so pleased to bring you this next interview with city care board member, Amy Newberry. Amy is skilled in working with trauma, family conflict, intervention, anxiety, anger, and depression. She works alongside families needing intervention and repair and has experience with systems therapy approaches. Amy works towards helping others, navigating life transitions, repairing family ruptures and conflicts. With this, she specializes in pediatric services and family intervention processes. Amy has an applied doctorate in clinical psychology, a master's in counseling psychology, and is a certified trauma specialist and registered play therapist. She and her husband of 17 years live in downtown Oklahoma City and are having a blast raising four children and a beloved golden doodle. Listen in. Amy, thank
1: you so much for being here. It's a pleasure to be here today.
0: So I want to start out. I've read some of your bio. Will you just share with us a little bit about who you are and uh, what you... With the work you've
1: done here with City Care has been? Sure. So I'm on the board of directors at City Care. It's been a great honor to serve in that capacity. Um, more importantly, though, I'm a mom to four and I am a wife to Joshua. We've been married uh, over 17 years. That's incredible. And uh, by, by trade, I am a child therapist in Oklahoma City.
0: to your role as a board member, this year you are the honorary chair uh, for the Odyssey Project, which is an annual signature fundraising event we do with care that's centered around storytelling. And this year, under your leadership, we elected to explore the issue of families experiencing homelessness. So I wanted to start out today, if you could unpack that a little bit for us, and primarily what I'd like to hear are, what are some of the myths or stereotypes that we think we hear around families, and can you help us understand what's actually, actually true?
1: Sure. So one of the things that I've thought through um, just to kind of breach for discussion is the uh, concept that because a family is living in poverty or experiencing homelessness, that they should have their children removed from their care. Um, That is one of the things that people primarily think like, oh, a, a child is in homelessness, they shouldn't be with that parent. And it's just a myth. Poverty is not a reason to remove a child from their family of origin. Um, sequentially, poverty is not the same as neglect. Mm-hmm. It's very different.
0: Yeah, thank you, Amy. Will you share maybe a, a story or an antidote that you maybe have around a family that you've seen that work through?
1: Sure. So um, I know that uh, in just in my caseload and from my uh, perspective that Majority of the families I work with that are experiencing homelessness with children um, are there due to violence, family conflict, and domestic violence, and that's just very different than the other leading indicators of mental health, substance abuse, things like that. Um, Family violence and family conflict—it's its its own uh, avenue, and it has its own complications, and it's very, very different um, than your, your typical. Uh, At the same time, uh, it often leads to being displaced or not having a home.
0: The day shelter and saw a family with a two-year-old there you know kind of what are some of the first steps that you take in your work to help these families find restoration and safe and healthy living conditions
1: so being a child specialist or a child therapist the first thing i do uh when working with a child is to ensure their safety uh when that has been established uh in concern of physical safety but also basic needs are being met Uh, I work with the family on um, getting through some of the the traffic hoops is what I call them and it it is case management on the back end of uh, therapeutic intervention so it looks a lot like helping find the three birth certificates or five birth certificates that are needed to uh, enroll a child in in a program or a a public school system. It also looks like making sure that well checks are happening, uh, doctor's appointments are happening, um, and also that food, clothing, and shelter needs are being met.
0: was that I'm a good keeper of the pieces. Mm-hmm. Now, this was made in you know correlation to a family in conflict or mm-hmm. a family in crisis, and that there's pieces we're all trying to pick up and put together, even when we're not mm-hmm. in a dire situation, like unshel- living unsheltered. Could you share with us what you meant by that statement?
1: Keeper of the pieces. It's just this imagery um, that I use when I work with families where initially I like to just get the puzzle pieces on the table. I just want to see all the moving parts, um, whether that's their family history, their current crisis, um, even their goals and dreams and all the healing processes that are ahead of them. We put all the pieces on the table. And I feel like if we together can put the pieces on the table, um, we can see uh, with vision where this family um, needs to be to thrive. And so uh, the first thing I tell the families is, hey, let's just get all the pieces on the table and then let's start putting them together piece by piece, bit by bit, inch by inch and um, that support that the power behind that kind of presence is restorative it really truly is because uh, we we know the presenting issues in our city with transportation we know the indicators and presenting issues of just the paperwork behind homelessness Um, to have someone sit down and say hey why don't you just give me all the pieces and let me tell you how we're going to put them together. Um, that kind of, of one-on-one support uh, gives families hope, honestly, where there is no hope, and it gives them help where they feel completely helpless.
0: Amy, we're going to be sharing a story in October. Yes. Uh, but would you give us a little bit of Misty's story, just, just a hint of it, because I know that it's a story that's familiar to you as someone who has experienced homelessness as a child. Um, would you maybe unpack that a little, dive into that for us? Sure,
1: so I first of all, I can't wait for you to hear um, all the things that Misty shares because, um, and more importantly, Miss Jayla, uh, her daughter, will also be sharing uh, a few um, vital pieces, I think, of what we need to see when we see a family um, overcoming Um, the obstacles of homelessness and so Misty shares a little bit about um, how difficult it's been to find safe housing which I know I experienced that as a child and I also know relatively what it's like to to fall asleep somewhere that you don't feel safe and I don't know very many people that can say that because usually when you lay your head down at night You just don't, you're you're snuggled up at my house. We call it a cuddle puddle. You're snuggled up in your cuddle puddle and you never think something bad's gonna happen to you when you're gonna go to sleep. But I know that Misty and Jayla have both been in places where there was no cuddle puddle. (laughs) and they laid down and fell asleep and just hoped and prayed that nothing bad would happen. And I too have experienced that and I don't think until you've experienced it, you truly understand it. And so part of what Misty and Jayla are gonna give us is that glimpse of resiliency. That's what we're gonna see in their story. We're gonna get to see that night after night and day after day, they kept at it and they kept at it until they finally Are in a spot where they're starting to overcome and then we get to see the joy of the resiliency that's been built along the way
0: will you tell us a little bit more about resiliency from like a clinical perspective because i think it's it's an easy word for us to say Mm -hmm. right Uh, but really us know the meaning behind it and what it
1: really requires so resiliency I, I explain it like this it's like a it's like hitting the gym and taking the bandwidths and saying I'm gonna build muscle today <laughs> um, so we we stretch that bandwidth out to a certain degree and uh, it's as far as we can get it there's no give left and there's not a lot of bounce back from that I mean you're you're not going to be able to it's pulled so tight that you can't Uh, stretch it anymore. And that's kind of where we're seeing our families who are experiencing homelessness come in. They're just pulled straight tight. There's no more give. There's no uh, bounce back from that. And so what we do is we pull that band and put it in the middle to where they can move it to the right and to the left. And they can start building their muscles or building their resiliency back uh, to where there's buoyancy in them. And they're not stretched so far that they're that they have no give. Uh, so resiliency is putting back in the lives of children and mothers and fathers uh, that ability to be able to have mobility again, because homelessness has caused their bands to be bo- pulled so tight that they have lost their mobility. Um, they they're. F- I call it like a fog. Uh, the children come in and their eyes are glazed over and they have a fog that is just in their brain. And we just start treating that uh, really clinically uh, with evidence based practices to reduce the impact of trauma and increase the power of resiliency. Amy,
0: that's so wonderful. Uh, thank you for the work that you do. You're welcome. I get to see some of it firsthand. <laughs>
1: well i'm i'm so grateful to be on board with city care um just the the power and the impact that is coming from this place is real and it's tangible and uh that's why i'm a part of it is because i can touch and feel that change is happening uh not only for our city as a whole but i see the individuals that are impacted and it's a big deal so that's why i'm here and It's been such a blessing to to my family. Um, It's also a place that I uh, refer clients to. I'm always telling them, hey, find a WizKids site, you know, get a meal here, get a meal there. And so it's just a good collaboration, honestly.
0: (laughs) I love it. So I want to ask you a final question. It's one we ask a lot of our guests. So the title of our podcast is In Plain Sight. And could you share with us a time that you felt hidden in plain sight? And how did someone help you feel seen?
1: This is a personal uh, give back, but I have a uh, mommy mentor per se. And uh, I I have a, a story behind uh, my own family and the struggles that we've had. And, and there's a very clear reason why I'm in family conflict work. I didn't just end up here by accident. But um, our oldest child is 16 now, and I remember, uh, having a moment when early, early on, when um, I didn't know, I, I'm pioneering motherhood for my generation. And I had a mom mentor come along and she just really saw me in my hour of need of just not knowing, you know, neither here nor there what to do with a newborn 16 years ago. And uh, for the last 16 years, she's just been the person that I bounce everything off of and uh, just say what do you do with this and what do you do with that and she herself has raised seven children and um, she's just like the biggest mom mentor out there I think and um, she sees me and she helps me because the only family that I'm getting to experience on this earth um, is the one I'm raising and so she really sees that in me and she really cares for Uh, the questions I have with my own children and um, the seasons and all the changes and all of the the mechanisms to momming she's just right there every step of the way and so it's just been a great joy to be able to come to her in my in my vulnerability and in my weaknesses and to ask her questions about raising a family and and to have her just let me off the hook. She lets me off the hook a lot, which is great. Uh, And then to have her guide and direct me. And so uh, I would say just moving forward, she's the keeper of my pieces. Mm -hmm. And so I, in return, uh, am the keeper of others' pieces. And that's just the movement of my life, I think. (laughs) So, thank you so much for sharing. We're so glad that you were here. Thank you for having me, it's such a joy.
0: A good keeper of the pieces. The sentiment of that statement is so powerful. How are we being good keepers of the pieces for those around us? I think it starts with asking the right questions, certainly, but it's also a willingness to listen and listen well, not for what we think we should hear or what we want to hear, but what the person we are sitting with is truly saying and what they actually need. May we all find margin to do just that this week. If you are interested in attending this year's The Odyssey Project on October 5th, 2019, jump over to citycareokc.org slash theodysseyproject. You can purchase tickets there and I can 100% assure you it will be a night of shared stories and meaningful connection and you will leave inspired, empowered, and ready to create change in our community. Thank you for listening in. As always, you can follow City Care on all social media at OKC. We are activists for The Overlooked, and we will see you next time.